Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower with information I hope that you find uplifting and entertaining. I am here on Blog Talk Radio on the Vibrary Radio Network on Tuesday evenings for the Psychic Inside Show, where I get to have great conversations with people who are sharing about their journey discovering their psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I believe that everyone is psychic, and you just may not recognize it, so hopefully in our conversations here you're able to see some familiarity and realize that maybe you do have some things about yourself that uh, might be unusual to you, but are actually not so unusual in the grand scheme of things. So I've got lots of lovely psychic people lined up for this second season of the interviews on this show. Now, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and follow what I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe by looking for at the vibrarian, and that is the at symbol, T-H-E, V-I-B-E, as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And my goal is to spread light and uplifting information. So if you have a meme or a picture or post, something that you read that is like outstanding, jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring, uplifting, motivational, please tag me in it with Get Lifted or the Good Vibe Tribe so that I can pass your message around to other people because there's nothing better than sharing a smile to help elevate the vibration at the most fundamental level. Now, I would love for you to also check out previous interviews that have happened on this show. We've had, I think, 25 people on last uh, season one, and those episodes are available on the Vibrary YouTube channel. You can check out archives of the Psychic Inside show and other programming on the Vibrary Radio Network, the Psychic Inside show, uh, the Vibrarian, which is a talk show, and then also we've got the Pages and Stages, which is an audio reading experience that happens on a weekly basis. So lots of exciting activities, and I'm super excited to be starting this season of the show off with who I feel is a true legend. So if you are in the Atlanta area where I am at, there is a, a, basically an institution that if you're in the metaphysical community or have at all had any kind of curiosities about psychics and readings, then you have probably heard of the Big Psychic Fair. I've been in Atlanta since 1990, and I'm pretty sure that I went to it pretty soon after college, if not before, certainly before I was probably 30. Um, and I'm darn near 47, 48 now, so I've been around Atlanta for quite some time, and there's always been a big psychic fair, and it's always been the same big psychic fair going on. And when you go to the psychic fair, you find this whole group of people who are up there doing readings, sharing gifts, but in the midst of it, in the center place, is this little, short little firecracker of a lady named Gloria Parker. 
So Gloria is the lady of many hats, and she's also known as the psychic bartender, and she is the founder of the Psychic Fair. Now, I can't even tell you how many times in the interviews last season the big psychic fair and Gloria's name came up because everyone that is in the psychic community in Atlanta, the professional psychic certainly, all know and respect her because of the business that she's been running. So I had been pestering Gloria and saying, can I get on your schedule? Can I get on your schedule? And finally this year, when I went in January to the first of the month fair, she said, sure, okay, go ahead, let's get it on the calendar. So I grabbed her up to be the first guest on this season, and I am so glad to welcome Gloria, Gloria Parker. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. <laughs> well, thank you, honey. Thank you so much. You know, it's um, it's kind of humbling to listen to be to have to shut up and listen to somebody ramble on about you because you never really you never really think of yourself like that. I I really don't. I mean, I know I know a lot of people. Hell, I've been in this stuff for you know thirty years, and uh, the psychic fairs have been going on. I don't know twenty five twenty eight years, I think, or something like that. Um, well, since um, I started my bookstore in uh, 19, what was it, 1989 in Alpharetta, okay. and, and that was a whole, um, and that was a whole thing of itself. Do you just want me to talk, or you want me to shut up and you answer? What do you want me to do here? Okay. Can I well, just no, talk? I mean, I'm here because I want to get a sense of, okay, so we you've got this fair that's been going on for 30 years. I know you also got your radio shows. You've been part of a newspaper. I mean, all these things are now 25 years into the game, but when you first, like, decided I'm going to be in a metaphysical way of business, not just personal. I mean, you've been in the business of providing spiritual services in some form or another now for 30 years. So can you talk a little bit about that particular aspect? Because it's pretty unique to have that long of a history in, as a professional. Well, here's what I say to people, and I try not to um, I try not to put – I realize that 30 years is a long time. And I realized that things have gotten much better. When I started, I was a bartender for 33 years since I was a young girl. Mm-hmm. And um, in, um, in the mid, let me think here, the mid-80s, um, Spirit decided that I, uh, I had never heard the word metaphysics. I, I attended bar all those years. 15 years of double shifts. I've opened up every after-hours club in Atlanta. I worked every every bar because I used to give people their nights off. So I had a I worked day shift, and then at night I would work night shifts to give people off because I you know it was a smaller city back then. Although it was a kick-ass city, I mean it was a great mm-hmm. it was a great city. I mean we had a lot going on. And the interesting thing is, is that I could say the very same thing about metaphysics back then. It's just really mm-hmm. weird. I mean, even though we were in the Bible Belt and there was only one wet county, see, Fulton County was the only wet mm-hmm. county back then. So, you know, when I think about it, I go, gosh, but it was so vibrant. What was there, you know, was so vibrant. Oh, I mean, the Marriott downtown, oh, honey. 
when all the bartenders got off. I mean, that place was packed at midnight, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. mobbed. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. restaurants downtown Atlanta. I mean, so it was like there was a lot going on. And, you know, it, I mean, we would go out. We would go out at, in, uh, if I had a night off. Losing you. Did, we would go out at midnight. So when I think about that, and then I switch it to metaphysics, you know, back in the, when I started mm-hmm. in metaphysical scene, we were, we were, we had Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and Hey Gloria, had, uh, pause for one. You keep kind of cutting in and out, and so we're missing. Uh, sorry. Am I good now? You're saying that the 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 after hours community was right, very good? strong at that time. Oh yeah, that's okay. is it better now? Yes, I'll let oh, yeah. you know if it cuts out again. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, like you know, but I was just thinking though that you know I was just a bartender for thirty three years, and then Spirit came in. Uh, basically, I had the same bar job over in um, uh, where was that Clarkston, Georgia, and I uh, had a day bar over there that I was working at the time, raising my raising my daughter. Um, I had moved to Alpharetta because I thought I needed to raise my daughter in the boondocks of, you know, Alpharetta. And so, um, now, so anyway, were you yeah, aware was, that you were, were you aware that you know. were psychic when you were bartending or were you kind of oh, no, uh, oblivious or you knew? I'd never heard oh, the word okay. metaphysics all those years. I never heard the word metaphysics. Then, mm. um, Basically, when I look back now, Spirit kind of pulled the rug from under me. He gave me a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I here I am in this bar for eight years and had built, you know, a, you know, a really good clientele and business, and um, and uh, Spirit decided that it was time for me to <laughs> go into my spiritual work. And the reason mm-hmm. that I understand that is because now I understand it because I'm a seven life path, and that's all about Spirit. So. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, is that they pulled the rug out. I I didn't want to go back into the bar business. I wanted to be closer to home. So I ended up starting to get these nothing jobs around, and I just couldn't make a living. So I tried selling cars, and anyway, I ended up back behind a bar in Cumming, Georgia, at a bar called Decker's. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's when it all started, and that's when, you know, um, I owned a little farm, and um, I was working. Um, I was working at night, and then though, <laughs> what I was doing is I was um, one of the first um, people online. So mm-hmm. uh, when I got into my psychic work, you know, that's when I had an out of body experience when I was on the farm, and and uh, spirit was like. They were just, they were just, um, I don't know how to say it. They were just involving themselves in my life, in my world, because mm-hmm. I had no experience with them. And so um, for, I'll give you an example. Um, they were, um, they were actually telling me, I can't tell you how they tell me. If you said to mm-hmm. me, you had a spirit talk to you, I would tell you that it was through my stomach. I mean, it was like okay. I get the I get this twist in my stomach. I mean, I get a very strong okay. idea, 
And then if, if something's not right, I get a twist in my stomach. Otherwise, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, um, uh, anyway, it's just weird. Um, so, mm-hmm. so one of the things that I did is um, I, I kept saying, you know, I went, I went into Alpharetta. I would drive into Alpharetta. So here's, I'll tell you a cute story, and then you can get it. When I opened Sunglow, I had no money. Uh, I was raising a child on my own on bartender salary, and spirit bugged me. I had, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a sun goddess, so I'm laying out. When I had to work nights, I'm laying mm-hmm. out in my field and laying in the sun. Spirit, mm-hmm. I had an out-of-body experience. I had, I mean, it was just weird, all the things that came through. But one of them was a spirit would literally... I say they kind of made me get up and drive into Alpharetta. And I remember thinking, what the hell? What? Why do I need to drive into Alpharetta? I mean, it was like, but I would because I was just learning mm-hmm. enough about metaphysics at the time to know that, you know, it, 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 this is how it works sometimes. You don't really, they don't come in and talk to you. They kind of give you a nudge. And it's your mm-hmm. responsibility mm-hmm. to follow the nudge. So, mm-hmm. so one day I was driving into, uh, let's just put it this way. I drove into Alpharetta so much one summer that my mm-hmm. daughter, I actually put her in a dancing cl- contest because I thought it was so stupid for me not to <laughs> have Jody do something that kids do. Because I was going in Alpharetta so often. It was like, you know, well, hell, I might as well, if I'm spending the gas money, I might as well do that, right? It was like, right. so that's what I did. You know, so I did. I put Jody in a dance class in Alpharetta. And every day when I would drive past, I, every day I would drive the same way. And I would look at this. There was a yellow, little, cute little house. And I would look on Canton Street in Alpharetta. And I would look at this house. And I would say, I wonder what I'm. I wonder why I'm so attracted to that house. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder why I mm-hmm. like that house so much. Then somebody had told me that there was a Korean doctor that owned that house, and that he actually practiced out of it. So I kind of like, you know, just kind of. Well, I didn't have any business there anyway. I didn't have any money, so I didn't have a clue what what, <laughs> what was going on. But mm-hmm. one day. One day, they bugged me to go for a drive. I go in, and I'll be damned if that building was not for, had a for sale sign. And I Mm. said, it said for sale or lease. Okay, that's what it said, for sale or lease. Well, I thought to myself, well, I wonder if I had that Mm. building, what the hell would I even do with it? What would I do there? (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, uh, I mean, I certainly had no no, um, experience in metaphysics or, you know, a bookstore, and I don't like to read, Mm -hmm. so it certainly wasn't going to be my thing, right? (laughs) Well, so anyway, I go, I take Jody, and I drop her off, and 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 I wait for her, and I'm coming back to take her home so I can go then start getting ready for work, and she went to the babysitters across the street from the farm, and um, as I was driving back, Spirit came through and said, call, call the realtor. And I went, so what if I didn't get killed? Because I went, what? You know, <laughs> and so anyway, I jotted down the number. And when I got home, because we didn't have cell phones back then, when, we, when I got home, um, I called. 
And um, the girl was, um, her name was, um, anyway, I called the girl and I made an appointment to meet her so I could take a look at this house. So I'll never forget it. I pulled in, I I, I pulled in the uh, the driveway and I parked. And two seconds Mm -hmm. later, this car comes in, she pulls in, she parks. I look at her across the top of the car and I said, Angel? And she said, Gloria? Well, oh. find out, I, I knew the range. I knew the realtor. Realtor's name was Angel. And I was mm. scared to do anything because I didn't have any money. And if I did, I had a lot of credit. I mean, I had credit, though, and I always paid my bills on time. So I had credit. And I said, I, so she, uh, she told me, she said, what are you going to do with this? She said, well, anyway, to tell you who Angel is, we used 10 bar together years ago. So we knew each other from the bar business. And then she went into real estate. And, and uh, mm-hmm. her ex-husband uh, used to come in the bar where, where I was as well. So anyway, I knew them. And um, I said to her, I don't know. She said, what are you going to do here? I said, I don't have a clue. I said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do here. And she said, well, I said, all I need to know from you, though, is that if something went sour here and I, and I had to get out of this lease for any reason, could, they, could he come and take my house, my farm? Mm-hmm. Because I had, to maintain, I had to maintain security for my daughter, for Jody. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I, you know, if I, was, if I was single, I probably wouldn't have, I mean, I wouldn't have cared that much. But, you know, I had a daughter and I was raising her on my own. So, so anyway, I said, well, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but, you know, uh, spirit's bugging me and blah, blah, blah. And, and she had gotten into metaphysics at the time, too, and was opening. She was about to open up and get out of real estate to go into and open a pottery. She was going into the art okay. world, and she was going to open up an artery, uh, a, a store where she did all kinds of uh, art stuff. So anyway, mm-hmm. she assured me, she said, I just can tell you, the way the laws in Georgia are written, you will not have to worry because it, it, the, the laws are written for you, not the owner. And I went, oh, okay. okay. So anyway, I, saw, I, I, I signed the lease. We went back and forth about the money with the landlord. He was a jerk, um, very tough to negotiate with. And finally, I had just said to her, tell him I'm not interested anymore. And that's when the deal came through. So. Okay. I got the, I got in there. Me and my daughter, my next door neighbor, and my niece was here from Florida, uh, New York, and the four of us girls uh, and a good girlfriend of mine who's dead now. Uh, we just went in there and just cleaned up that house. And um, if you could see what I opened with, I mean, all of us, everybody that's listening, mm-hmm. and me and you and everybody I know has got more books and jewelry in their house than I started off with. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had one mm-hmm. little tray of jewelry, and I had, 50, I had $1,500 worth of books, which is about how many, 150 books maybe? Or no, about $10 right. a book. So figure right. that out, okay? Right. So anyway, right. that's how I opened up my store. And uh, it was called Sun yeah. Glow. And, um, okay. and, and, I, and I ran my store for, eight, uh, let's see how long, 14 years, I think. 12 or 14 years. And so uh, that's, know, where the psychic fair, that's where the psychic fair started. Well, it's that's so interesting because when you talk about, you know, 
the word hunch is something that is acceptable to people. They'll say, well, on a hunch, I went over and happened to go down this street, right? Um, and it's perfectly normal and acceptable, and people will say, wow, that was real lucky of you, or that was real fortunate, right? How many people's <laughs> fortunes have been, quote, unquote, made on a hunch? What they're not, what we're not necessarily always recognizing at that point, at least you were recognizing. Well, that spirit is sending me out to Alpharetta. I don't know what it is I'm looking for, but I'll know it when I see it. You know, hopefully I'll know it when I see it. And if not, I'll keep right. going up there until they stop sending the urge. Something so simple as that is connecting with your extrasensory perceptive tools. You know, I think right. that that's easy for people to understand that, you know, you it didn't make logical sense then for you to in, do this space, but you just were like, well, I'll take one step, which is called a realtor, right? Then they gave you another step. Go ahead and see about getting it. Like, so piece by piece, you're like, well, I don't know what the hell they're having me do, but I'm going to keep doing it. So I think oh, that's I huge even... that you trusted yeah. yourself enough to even honor those little urges and hunches and little oh, kind of ideas. <laughs> I had to rent out my barn, and me and my daughter lived upstairs in one room over the store for quite some time because I did, I really didn't have any money. And, um, I mean, when I say I don't, you know, I hate it when people say I don't have money and they've got money. I When I say I don't have any money, you can book it. I don't have any money. And so, um, <laughs> I mean, like, like no money. It's <laughs> like, you no money. Right. In, my first book, in my first book order, a girlfriend of mine had to make the book order who was more metaphysical than me because I didn't have a clue about a book because I'm not a reader. So not only did I not know what I was doing, the only thing I knew that I was doing is that I cooked and there was no kitchen in Sun Glow, but I used to have crock pots and crock pots was around back then. And, um, you know, there was, I mean, there, I, I, I made soups and I made spaghetti sauce. And, you know, I have people today that will say to me, God, I miss Sun Glow because everybody was sitting on the mm-hmm. floor in the kitchen. And, um, you know, I mean, I, that, the only thing I knew how to do was feed everybody. So I bought a cash register and I had a, a little area and I had some bags that I bagged stuff up if you bought something and, I mean, and place things around like you would a knickknack in your living room. I mean, I really, it really didn't have anything. But what I did have is I had a place for the psychics and I had a place for the healers. So all Mm -hmm. over we started a psychic fair and that basically psychic fair paid for the rent just like, guess what? Mm -hmm. The psychic fair pays for the rent of the barn today. So 30 Mm -hmm. years later... Mm -hmm. My thing has not changed. I still do an event right. to pay the rent, the rent on a building. And you know well, what? And I'll That's tell you what. Your price has not changed uh, in uh-huh. all the time that I've been there. It's so affordable. Let me tell everyone, the big psychic fair happens every first weekend of the month in Roswell, Georgia, which is a suburb to the north of Atlanta. And it's at this cute little quaint building. It's in a nice little area where there's little places where you can nosh and have food and things like that. But uh, when you go in, it's just the nicest group of people. It's not anything that is fearful or scary or 
dark and dingy and there's, you know, it's not something that you feel sketchy kind of lurking off to, you know, at some point psychic readers had this kind of, you looked for the bright lit house with the special palm reader sign in the middle of the night kind of thing. And you didn't necessarily tell anybody that you were going to see sister, whatever, you know what I mean? Being like a legit... I don't want to interrupt you, but you know most of those people people are gypsies. <laughs> well, but this, you know, the stigma of you know, well, let me make this secret. And I have to say, I was nervous the first time I went because I had no idea what psychic readings were. But when I opened the door, it was just like, okay, well, this is who we are. This is how it works. Go read about the readers. Smiling faces were everywhere. They were inviting kind of energies. And it was like you just sat down and, boom, had your first psychic reading. And I know there are people who are still providing readings today that I have a feeling have been there for 15 or 20 years, um, if right. not every month, still consistent enough that I know their faces and they know mine as a, a regular I three, patron. I have, I have three readers, I think, that have been reading with me almost 30 years since well, they started with me in Sunglow. And while I'm thinking about that, um, I just want to um, give a shout out in case one of your listeners want, remembers Elizabeth Burkowski. She's on the only psychic that I've ever known that literally um, read the crystal ball. I mean, that's not all she did, but mm-hmm. she got yes. of her information through the crystal ball. And um, she's the only one that ever brought a crystal ball and just and read it. I mean, it was she. She was fabulous, a very good reader. And uh, she passed away um, uh, two nights ago. So um, yes, I, she's, uh, I she's, saw she's, your she's announcement. Yeah. I saw your announcement so, uh, about that, and I immediately recognized her. And I had a reading with her. It had to be seven or eight years ago. Um, but uh-huh. I just remember, you know, sitting with her, she was a fairly, very clear mediumship, uh, you know, kind of abilities. Oh, yeah. uh, but, um, awesome. yeah, awesome. I'm sorry for her transition yeah. to the community. But one thing that I've interviewed, uh, you know, 25 psychics, and uh, uh, at least half of them were people who I met either who were providing services to me when I sat with readings or through the network of people from the big psychic fair. And the thing that everyone always said was, you know, I was just getting started, and I I had never really read for anyone professionally before, and I talked to Gloria And she (laughs) told me this, and she told me that, and then she told me to come the hell on up to the fair and set up a table. (laughs) And I did, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, I heard that many times, that you are a great place for new readers to come in a welcoming place to, to kind of hone their skills and their interactions in a supportive environment. And that's really a testimony to what you've created up there because it's not just for the clients. It's also a space for the professionals, the psychics, and like you said, the healers. Well, you know, honey, this is the the bottom line, okay? I only work with spirit. For the first first 10, maybe even 15, well, it's probably not 15, probably the first 10 years, you know, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I mean, I was learning. I'm still learning with everybody. You never stop. But I'm saying back then, I really didn't know nothing. 
And so uh, <laughs> I thought that because I won, I was always, I'm always concerned about my, re- the only thing I care about is spirit, what's going on in front of me, and that to make sure that I don't have any negativity around me, which means that you have to really uh, tap into uh, how you treat people and what goes on around you so that people don't have a chance to talk negative about you. I did that all mm-hmm. those 20, I, I published the Aquarius for 22 years. 22 years, if you came in and you were putting in a business card ad and, and I billed every three months, you'd call me and say, oh, Gloria, I didn't know. I, I, wasn't, I didn't really uh, want to run the ad for the next three months. I'd say, well, honey, it's okay. You must not have heard me say that I just automatically bill every three months and for you to call me, you know, in enough time to take it out. But that's okay. Enjoy the free ad and just make sure that you can come in whenever, come back in and support me and the community whenever you can. And that's how mm-hmm. they make it, you know, because I never, I said that money, that 20 bucks or 25 bucks or whatever it was, could never offset somebody saying to somebody else, you know, they ran my ad and Gloria made me pay and I, I never really wanted mm-hmm. that ad. I, I didn't need, I didn't even need the conversation around it. So that's how I do the psychic mm-hmm. fairs as well, sweetie. That's what you have to do. You have to know right. that these people don't know what they're doing, you know? And they don't know. And so you gotta Now help how them. did you how did you come to be publishing a newspaper? Well, after Aquarius started, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, after the bookstore started, about a year and a half later, now the psychic fairs had already been going on, that that building in Alpharetta was, oh, my God, it was so perfect for it. We had readers everywhere, all over the all over the building, and then they had a fabulous side porch, a really, really serene, beautiful space outside with a nice picnic table, and then... Outside, you couldn't get it. You couldn't get it from the building, but around the other side of the building, you could go up a few steps, and there was this uh, screened-in porch. And I put a reader out there as well, and um, mm-hmm. and so it was a fabulous place for that. So that had already been, you know, starting to get established in the bookstore, and then all of a sudden, this is just such a weird story, but all of a sudden, I'm in the kitchen at Sunglow. And this voice came through like Moses on the mountain. That's how I. That's mm-hmm. how I remember it. And that, and said to me, "Unite the people and scare the living shit out mm. of me." I mean, it's like I basically mm. jumped and said <laughs> to myself, "What the hell was that?" What was that? <laughs> so I because guess. we have. We didn't have an internet, see. This is all like a long time ago. So I said, I I started to tell people, I went, man, I had this thing happen today, and it was pretty weird. I mean, and what it, what was that about? Unite the people? What the hell does that mean, you know? And I had only been, again, in, in metaphysics for about a year now, a year and a half tops. So I still didn't know mm-hmm. a lot. You know, I'm tending bar five nights mm-hmm. a week, running my store seven days a week. I mean, you know, mm. and then at that night mm-hmm. when I would come in, I'd get in, I'd get home at two, I'd get home about two in the morning and then I'd go online. I was one of the first psychics online and I'd read till four in the morning. 
So I'd come home oh, and read for a couple hours. So, I mean, I my schedule, I mean, I'm, and then was raising a kid. So it was pretty, mm-hmm. um, it was pretty crazy. So, um, so anyway, I said to somebody, oh, you know what? When I was in the bar business back in the 60s, this gentleman came in and became friends with me and said that he wanted to run, he wanted to start an association for bartenders and waitresses because we didn't have insurance. We couldn't get, if we got drunk, we couldn't get bail, out on bail because we didn't, you know, they put our ass in jail. And so, you know, we didn't, mm-hmm. ha- I mean, we were like less, we were the lesser of everybody. You know, we couldn't get credit. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, and he wanted to put this plan together and, and we did. I got 75 members. We were running an ad on all night TV. And then he, okay. I don't know what he did because it was too long ago, but whatever he did, he made me mad and I quit him. I said, no, I can't, I can't work <laughs> with somebody that I, that I don't trust. So I'm out of here. And so he couldn't do it without me. And to be honest, I couldn't, I didn't think I could do anything like that without him because I don't know the insurance business. And that was the, that was the biggest part of it. So that that um, that all happened in that time frame. So I didn't know exactly what um, what they meant, um, but I thought that maybe spirit, because I'm learning about spirit at that time, and I'm saying, well, maybe that mm-hmm. was what that was all about, was to show me that I needed to do an association. That was the very first thing I thought of. Okay. And then I started to realize how that was a eye-opener for me because from mm-hmm. that I understood what metaphysics was that in India and Egypt and I didn't care who you were, I didn't care what you were, I don't care what religion you were, chances are you had a string of metaphysics in your blood. You were spiritual because we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. So mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you might be a Baptist or you might be a Catholic or you might be Methodist, I didn't care, whatever the hell you were, it didn't matter. These were the people that were coming to the psychic fairs. These were the people, not in groves, not in groves back then. Mm-hmm. You know, we, were, right. we weren't very, you know, we didn't, uh, a lot of us took a lot of, um, you know, um, bad uh, press um, uh, from people because, you know, you, anyway. That's what happened. And so mm-hmm. um, from there, though, from that, from that, right after that happened, then the dreams start coming. And for okay. nine, nine months of dreams, because my thing was, I was still tending bar. I, my thing was, I had never, I didn't know what a publisher was. I had never picked up a newspaper in my life. Uh, I didn't know anything. So there was a paper in Atlanta, and the girl had gotten sick, and we were ha- the community was having some, um, they were having some uh, meetings at the big Unity Church on Sh- uh, Shambly Dunwoody Road. And okay. uh, we, were using, we were using the music room. And I remember Apollonia and um, uh, Candace Apple. And anyway, all of the people at that time who were movers and shakers of the community, they were coming to these meetings. Well, I was just shutting. I didn't say a word because I had no reference to talk. I didn't know what a publisher was. I'd never read a newspaper. I didn't know anything. So I shut Mm -hmm. up because I didn't know. And so then from there... 
little by little by little, um, that's what happened is that the, the papers started to um, come together. Well, then the woman, the money, see, I didn't have any money. So the woman that was, um, that spirit sent to me, which I'm sure that had to happen or else it wouldn't have, she called me and said, you know, I heard that you're doing a newspaper. And I went, oh, no, honey, not me. I don't have any money. I said, they're having meetings over at the Unity Church. You need to go over there. And she said, oh, no, I got a message from spirit that I'm doing the paper with you. And I said, well, mm. uh, I don't know about that. But I said, you know, she said, well, will you meet with me? And I went, sure, you know, I meet with everybody. And so um, and so anyway, we met and we started the paper. And you remember I was telling you just a minute ago how when something's wrong, my stomach goes, you know, it's like my stomach is like yes. a washing machine. Like the old washing machines that you put through the room mm-hmm. and the clothes, that's what my yes. stomach does when something's wrong. So Mm -hmm. I knew a few things like that. I didn't know a lot, but I knew a few things like that. And she proved to me that um, I I, I didn't know her, but she proved to me very fast that she put about 25 grand in the paper. And and, uh, we were going out to do the corporation papers. And I got very clear from spirit that um, I couldn't go on. I couldn't do it. And so I just said to her, mm. don't get in my car because I'm not doing this paper with you. And so, uh, mm. so you know, so that put a, a bit of a, a, a turmoil into things. But mm-hmm. so we, so there was things, and it was interesting because that's, I think, the thing that I would like to tell people more than anything. I only work with spirit, but you can't work if you have your own agenda. You can't have mm-hmm. an agenda. Because if you have an agenda, then you're not a clear channel. And I couldn't channel you a hello. But when they want me to know something, honey, I get the information. They come in not very clear. It's not like it doesn't take months. It doesn't mean that, I mean, all I do is I'm open and they will keep me up from four, usually four to six in the morning. Or when I first wake up, they'll, they'll, it'll be there. It'll, it'll be there. Okay. The face of somebody will be there. Uh, the next the next move forward will be there, um, you know, something in around the, the periphery that needs to be done, that'll become clearer. So it's not like I know, mm-hmm. it's just that I, I've learned over the last 30 years how to follow, basically. That is, that is so important because yeah. that trust, trusting yourself enough that you are willing to pull the trigger at your own urging, right? <laughs> That's a wow. thing. Like some, a lot of times we think it's external, like we have to trust others enough. But no, I trust myself enough that I am going to sign this lease. And myself, I trust my ability to interpret the things. They may seem crazy to other people, but I'm pretty strong on what's being communicated to me. And learning that, it's part of a a spiritual growth lesson for sure that everybody, I think, comes to in their own version of what it looks like to really stand in your truth, you know. You're you're unique the way you get your information, but you're not unique getting information. That's the bottom line. Right. We're all our own instrument, I guess. We're not all the same model phone, (laughs) you know. No, no. (laughs) Everybody's a different model. 
Now, so your psychic fair goes on on the first sun, first weekend of the month, and then uh, you're no longer in the paper business, but you yeah, also I have the paper. Mm-hmm. The paper. Well, I lost my daughter. Six, it'll be seven years in April, and um, and that of course took mm-hmm. to a really another level of whatever the hell it is, um, mm-hmm. and um, to mourn her. It was the paper. The paper was too fast and furious it had too many legs it was too um it was like i just couldn't i couldn't get off it was a it was a really really mm-hmm. fast ride and you couldn't get off or you'd get killed so you had to mm-hmm. put the brakes on and sell it and move away from it <laughs> you couldn't just get off it for a while it's like it just right. worked like that and um, you know now when I think about it, I could have done that. I I just didn't know it. I could have taken six months mm-hmm. off and said, look, I just can't. I'll, well, the paper will come back in six months. I could have done that, but I didn't mm-hmm. know how to do that. And I didn't. I just didn't. I just the only thing I really wanted is I didn't want the community to not have a paper. It was so important to mm-hmm. me. And I ended up selling it to you know a guy that I wished I hadn't. Um, and uh, I don't even know if he's publishing. I don't even know what he's doing, and don't care. But um, but I just um, but I just had I just had to not not do that, you know. So uh, you know the thing. Okay, here we are again, though. Okay, even though I can say all day long, I'm sorry I sold the paper. I'm sorry I sold it to him. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know. I'm sorry. What I'm mostly sorry about is that I don't have my daughter with me. I, my life is yes. changed, and my bottom mm. line now is all I want. I have a birthday coming up on Thursday. I'll be 73 years old. I mm. just want my last mission. I just beg. I just ask them every single day, and I said, please, just don't let me. And they won't let you miss your mission. They. I mean, I know that. It's like mm-hmm. I mean, there's. But I just, I really want my mission. I really want my mission. Mm-hmm. And I, I figure I've got 10, at least 10, maybe longer, 12, 15. But I know I've got till I'm 85 um, where I expect that I'll be very healthy and have my act together. And I've got that time that I want to do something substantial. I want to do something that, you know, and once again, if you don't have an out, if you don't have your own um, outcome, if you don't, if you just have your outcome to do your work this, this lifetime, then, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need millions, you don't need this, you don't need that. If you're lucky to have something come in through the, through the, uh, the path of it all, like I own a beautiful home in Mountain Park, I'm blessed. I've been renting this barn here in, in Roswell, the 200-year-old structure that we come to. Mm-hmm. That thing has been mm-hmm. 200 years old. I've been renting it for 20, I think, seven years. We did the paper mm-hmm. up here upstairs for 22 years. I, you know, so there's been a lot of good. It hasn't been, you know, like fancy free and all the money and being able to do this when I want and that when I want. It's been a struggle, There's and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it's nothing wrong with recognizing your struggles, but it's right. I get it. You know, I get it. And and right. now I want the next thing. Now I want the next thing. I've had a break. I've had a rest. 
uh, although I'm doing radio, but to me, radio is just like talking. I mean, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I do two shows. I do my own blog show called The Psychic Bartender Show on Wednesdays. I do one tomorrow from, um, mm-hmm. let's see what time is that, 11, 11.11 to uh, 1, I do my show. And then Thursdays, I do one on um, UI Media uh, with with Tim Ray uh, at the United Intentions Foundation, and I do that from 4 to 5 on Thursdays. Yes, you know, many hats keep showing up. Now, let me just say, first of all, happy birthday. It's Aquarius, is it? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, what's this? This is, yeah, Aquarius season to you on Thursday. And you make 73 look awesome, I'll tell you that. And, of course, you know, my uh, empathy with you on the transition of your daughter before you in this lifetime that has to be um a hard experience and so yes. sending you a hug nothing hard okay nothing yeah hard, but. but uh that's you know the soul journey you know part of it is that you know um the the soul's journey of what we come to do to help others, but then also what we experience through our own growth um, challenges of, you know, single motherhood, of struggle financially, of painful loss in life, you know, all those are part of what we came here to do too, you know. And, um, you know, I personally can say, I have been impacted by your journey on this planet in a way that led me to where I am today, which is talking to psychic people and talking and experiencing my own awakening. So certainly I could say whatever the first part of your mission was, or third part or fourth part or whatever part I caught you on has been successful. So I'm excited to see what's coming up next. As you said, um, also on Blog Talk Radio, Gloria has her show, The Psychic Bartender, and it starts at 11.11 every Wednesday. And how many years have you been podcasting? We've been doing it three years plus. I mean, I think they it started, well, three. it was three years on 11.11. So, so we're going into our fourth year. Yeah. And so, now, um, you yeah. are also, well, I was going to tell our audience that you are an expert numerologist. So would you share just a quick snippet about 1111, the numeral, you know, the significance of that and why you start your show at that time? Well, I started my show because they told me to. Um, you know, when well, I'm you saying that 1111? Yeah, that well, it took me. Okay. So again, okay, so let's go back again. I they said they kept telling me eleven eleven. Well, I had talked to Anna, who did the back door of all of this for me, and um, and uh, she is um, she's awesome, and she did my intro and my outro, and you know I used uh, my way, which is my song, me and Frankie Boy, and um, you know, so <laughs> I mean, I I do, you know, I did all that, but. I had met her um, in uh, Decatur one day. I don't know why the hell I was in Decatur because I never am. But anyway, um, I was in Decatur, and, um, and and I met with her at a coffee shop. And she said, uh, you know, we were talking about the radio. And I said, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing radio. Uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then um, it just 
it just kept where it never, uh, never manifested. It just never did, never did. And they kept saying 11. That they kept saying 11, uh, 11. And I said, and I, because I'm a little bit slow sometimes, I thought mm-hmm. they wanted, because they don't tell you exactly, I thought they wanted me to do a, a, every day an 11-11. And I had just come off of trying to, you know, I sold the paper. I didn't want a deadline like that. I didn't, I, I wasn't clear. I didn't know for sure. And if I was unsure, I certainly didn't want to give myself a schedule like that. So I'll, I'll Having some free time was very new to me. I have worked double shifts in 12-hour, 13-, 14-hour shifts all my life. And so not only having time to mourn Jody, but also to, not, to, to understand you may not, you're getting into some serious years here. Why do you want to um, put yourself through this? I mean, like, can't you shut up a minute and just back up a minute? So. It just wasn't happening. Well, then mm-hmm. I caught it because all of a sudden Anna called. My tie was here. My timing was good. She came here. She set it up in no time. We knocked it out. And I said, ah, I got it. They want me to start the show on 11-11. Mm-hmm. So that's what that okay. was about, okay? And so then I used the 11-11 in the morning just because – I had already, I guess, I had started that maybe or something. But they definitely wanted me to start 11-11. And it was every Wednesday now at 11-11. And so I, one of them is right, honey. I just don't know which one. But it's okay because you did both of them. <laughs> well, 11-11, that's good conscious creation and intention manifestation. So, I mean, any time of day, <laughs> either time. Well, anybody, right, right? people say to me, they People want to know about the the, the um, I, I don't want to say because they're not all they I guess they are the the eleven twenty two thirty three forty fours you know the, if you see numbers and it's got the double digits it's usually a code and it's usually a higher vibration and everything is a vibration so that's all they want they when you're in your I don't care what you're doing who you're with who you're dating who you're married to I don't care whatever you're constantly getting something from spirit you're constantly in the vibrational um uh, uh theme of things i mean everything's a vibration mm-hmm. you know and so we're constantly getting um uh, what am i trying to say here levels of consciousness through the vibrations that's how we move upward that's how we move to understanding more of our spirituality that's how we understand another piece of it that's how we do it's just moving up the ladder of consciousness you keep moving up like a ladder like it's like a vibrational ladder and the only thing right. that we really care about is two things when we come in the only thing we care about is our mother and father and the other thing we care about is going home the way we told God we would on a vibrational rate that is the rate that we are supposed to be at. And then we've done a good job here. That's pretty simple. Mm. That was pretty well put, Gloria. (laughs) That was really good. I understood that very clearly. See, thank you. Well put. Yeah. (laughs) That was the first time I put it like quite like that, but it did. It worked. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah, and, that's it another, and, and that's another thing. I'm doing my numbers. 
I love my numbers. I know them like the back of my hand. I don't have to go in a book. I can tell anybody any number, any time, and I only zero in on two. Not that that's the only numbers I can do. It's the only numbers I want to do because, to me, mm-hmm. I can act like a big shot. I can, I can dazzle you with what I know. <laughs> well, who cares? Who would care? I don't care. I just want you to walk away from me and say, I'm a 3811, I'm a 42.6, and know what the hell that means. Then I want you to know what year (laughs) you're in. Because all year, every year, once a year, we get one of the nine numbers, and that nine numbers means something. But more so than that, well, not more so than that, but along with that is one thing. Um, And that one thing is, is that, you get the energy of that number. Basically, it's like if you can imagine having wings come up underneath you to rise you up, that wing would have all sixes on it or would have all fours on it or would have all six, you know, nines on it. But whatever that number mm-hmm. is you're in for that year, that's the vibration that you're going to get. So if uh, any time that somebody's in the eight year, I don't hesitate to say to them, oh, you're going to make more money this year. Or if they mm-hmm. had an eight, I'll say to them, um, you made more money last year, didn't you? And be very, <laughs> very cocky about it. Because, I mean, I know they did. I mean, it's not a, I'm not asking you a question. I'm, I'm just playing, I mean, I'm just talking to you. I'm trying to talk to you rather than at you. But I know you made more money. If you had an eight last year, you made more money. Just the way it is. Right, right. Yeah, you know, so so there's things that happen. If it's a two, you've probably got a new relationship. If it's six, you've fallen in love. If it's this, you did this. If it's that, you did that. But the thing people need to understand is you honor that number for the year. Ride that number for the year because mm-hmm. you're not going to get that number again. That way, you'll get a combination of it, but you won't get that number that way again mm-hmm. for nine years. So you only get Absolutely. that one We're, number every nine years. That's beautiful, you know. That's the that's the thing about it. Like we are always existing in the now moment. So the opportunities presented by that now moment cease once that now moment is then passed, and that's okay. Like there's no such thing necessarily as a wrong choice. There's just maybe a different path that we choose when we didn't do something or when we did do something. But when you can move yourself into alignment then with those energies, then it becomes a lot more fluid to be in that now moment. You're not confronted with stoppages when you weren't expecting them because you didn't know that it was a time and energy that was not conducive to forward progress, you know. Um, right. So it's kind of like keying in to that, um, you know, uh, I guess fishermen go out now with the little sonars. Yeah, you could go out and guess where the fish are, <laughs> but if you can mm-hmm. use instrumentation mm-hmm. and knowledge, and certainly numbers are a scientific you know, we're, we're oh, talking yeah. about foundations of the buildings we sit in and the cars we drive are based on the reliability Honey, there's of nothing numbers. Honey, there's nothing built, built yeah. on numbers. There's nothing. Look at a, just look at a globe. Look at, look at the, I mean, everything's a number. Everything's a number. Everything is right. built. Everything, every skyscraper. There is not one thing. Look around your room right now and tell me something that's not a measurement, that's not built on right. numbers. 
there's nothing. Right. And so when you realize when you realize that, you know, um, that's the bottom line. So here's the deal. When um when you this is we we don't have a lot of time left. I want to just say to your listeners right. and you know, I'm I'm hoping that if they're not on right now that they'll come and check out the show. But the bottom line for me is this. I don't try to get into the astrology business. I know I am not smart enough to be an astrologer, and that suits me just fine because I don't want to do aspects and charts and mm-hmm. uh, ephemeris, mm-hmm. carrying ephemeris. I mean, it's just not <laughs> my – I lead with a five. I'm a 52-7 life path, and that five would never have – if I needed an ephemeris, honey, I'd have to buy a eight, 20 of them and put them in every nook and cranny so that every time I turned around, I could pick one up if I needed it. I mean, you, right. it, it just doesn't work for us. I mean, that's the way it is, but I don't want to have to do things like that, but the astrologer mm-hmm. knew I'm telling you right now that everybody, if I had one advice to say to everybody, if you like this stuff, you find you, and I'm not saying, you know, that you're going to find the right people right away because sometimes it's like, you know, going to AA. You know, I've heard that, you know, you go to two or three meetings and you find your home and then you find your sponsor and then you sober up. I mean, it's like a process. And so mm-hmm. you find a good numerologist, you find a good astrologer, and right after your birthday every year, within a month or so after your birthday, it could be the same day, but you sit with it. Uh, you spend that money to put a good one, and you will know yes. year to year exactly what's going to happen. What are your possibilities? Because I get so sick of hearing people say, "How do you know like what's happening?" And I went, "I don't always know what's happening," you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'm but you know it's like I if I want to know, I know how to go find out. I go find out right. what's going on. I want, they'll say, well, I don't want to know. And well, then don't do it. But if you <laughs> want to know, if you want to know, then find a good astrology numerologist and sit with them after your birthday every year. And you will not have the mystery and the, the shit hit the fan around you. You'll know pretty much what's going to happen. You now, won't know exactly uh, how. Are- you won't have all of that. But you'll know. You'll know a lot. Now, are you taking private clients for numerology readings at this time? I am. And, you know, what I to people say, what do you charge? I went, well, you know, I normally charge about 25 bucks. Um, and they'll say, well, how long? I went, as long as it takes. Hmm. Because a lot of people, all of a sudden, they'll say, well, I have a boyfriend. Well, what's his numbers? Or... You know, can you help me with my son? You know, where my kid came out of college and they don't want to do what they're doing. I went, well, maybe that's a good thing. What's their numbers? I'll tell you what they're supposed to be doing. You know? Okay. I mean, so, so you know, it's like it, it, there's so much information you can get that um, it, it's really, uh, you know, especially couples. When you meet somebody, you should always do your, do your numbers because you might be soulmates. And there's not a lot right. of them. There's not a lot of soulmates. I think I've been doing numbers pretty strong now for the last three or four years, four years, and I've met one. I've met one person um, at a uh, the International Sound Therapy Association 
downtown about two to maybe three years ago and sat next to this girl I didn't know. And just because I was bored, I said to her, what's your birthday? And she told me, and then I said, what's your birth husband's birthday? And she told me, and I went, honey, you married your soulmate. No, I said, Mm. you didn't just marry your soulmate. You married your soulmate. I mean, you guys finish each other's sentences. You are like, I mean, two peas in a pod. Jesus, it's hard Mm -hmm. to tell you apart. And she (laughs) said, oh, yeah. She said, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it happens, you know. But if the numbers are around, if the combinations are good, I'm good. I, I, you know, if I see something, uh, then I can say, if you really love them, you might have some karma. Because, see, I don't want to be mm-hmm. God. I'm not God. I don't know. You might have some karma, and, and it's going to get completed, and then you can move on. And if that's the mm-hmm. way it is, that's great. But if you have certain numbers that don't really mesh, you know, um, at least then you know what the hell to look for and what not to aggravate them each other about. You know, so you can, if you really love each other and, and it's a karmic, then you really should find out how to get along. Mm-hmm. Because usually it's pretty simple. Well, it's not simple, but you're aware of it. Let's put it that way. It's right. not always simple, but you're aware of it. Because that four and five well, energy together, you know, it sucks, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, well, there's numbers that, that suck. I am, you know, fascinated, and there have been times when you've run something down for me in 15 or so minutes just in conversation that's blown my mind away. And I would definitely advise anyone who is interested in reaching Gloria for services to go to her website at GloriaParker.com. And, uh, Gloria, what's the best email for people who want to reach out to you, either psychics who are interested in coming to read or people interested in personal services? How could they best yeah, reach that, you? Just, it's, I, I brand my name, so it's really Gloria.Parker at Gmail. Okay, and GloriaParker.com. You can send them, yeah, GloriaParker.com will let you send a message to me as well. Okay, and also on Facebook, you can check her out. Now, I will tell you all that tomorrow, the Psychic Bartender Show, also on Blog Talk Radio, you can stream that and call in to talk with Gloria, ask questions during the show. It's pretty lively. And then also, (laughs) Saturday and Sunday, up at Harmony Place in Roswell, Georgia, at the Blue Barn, is the big psychic fair. And uh, can you give people the details about the fair oh yeah it's uh it's saturday um 10 to 6 and sunday 12 to 6 and i have a table uh an alcove and we have flyers so that you can check out who they are and people say to me all the time will you help me pick a psychic i went no i don't do that because what you're Mm -hmm. here to learn is how your intuition will pick your own damn psychic number one Mm -hmm. and number two Mm -hmm. Um, I've had many things happen to me through the last few, several years or 30 years that have allowed me to understand that um, there was, there's been a few readers um, in my life that have given me, I mean, I've even written a screenplay about losing my Jody in a previous life that I will expect to be a movie someday, probably not maybe even in my lifetime, which again, I, I don't have any expectations. <laughs> I, can't. I don't think it's going to be my lifetime, but there will be a movie because spirits already told me it's got to do with karma. And so, um, mm-hmm. and so I lost Jody in a previous lifetime in Savannah and the psychic that told me that whole thing, which was fascinating 25 years ago. Um, I wouldn't send mm-hmm. him to anybody. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't have sent him to anybody. 
But he told me stuff mm. that changed me and Jody's life. I mean, we, you know, mm. and uh, I, I've proven some of it, but it all it needs to be proven, proven because they told they spirit told me it was a true story that had to be proven. And don't worry about it when it's coming out because people needed to understand a little bit more about karma before the movie would mm-hmm. be uh, out and, and help people, but that it would help people understand. Because, you know, think about this. If everybody understood that one little word, karma, and what it really meant, there would be nobody mm. stealing. There would be nobody mm-hmm. mistreating anybody. If you knew that every action that you had that was not exactly good, that you would absolutely create karma for yourself, that you would have to maybe bring yourself back again to to to, to fix, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, we got. I mean, so that's why when you when somebody says, you know, like, uh, you know, you're road raging for a minute and you yell at somebody, you know, mm. you think about it. You just say, uh, can I just take that back and you know just get rid of yes. that? I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to do that. So you know, if we could every time that we know that we've done something, kind of take it back or. You know, not steal, not, you know, not do the Ten Commandments, don't go against them, treat people like you want to be treated, don't be a bigot, don't be a racist, don't help everybody that's in front of you. If you lived with some really simple things, uh, maybe you would create a reason to come back again. You know, I don't know, but mm-hmm. you know, that's how I try, mm-hmm. I try to live because I certainly don't want to come back if I don't have to. If I have to, it's different, but I'm not going to create it. You know, I don't want to create it this life right. time. You know, if it's a past life that I just haven't screwed up, screwed up, that's different. I can't really, I don't know what that was. But this lifetime, I try to do everything not to come back. Going forward, right. Well, Essie, so, uh, uh, I mean, I've had some great readings about past lives for people at your, your fair as well. And so, I mean, let me tell everyone, you can... You never know who you're going to get. You could see a Reiki healer. There could be um, ionic foot baths. There's crystal and gemware, people who are creating handcrafts, uh, aromatherapy. Sandra's back back doing reflexology. Okay, excellent. And Dr. Lou Lou. is an amazing, uh, he gives table massages. He purchased weight and gold. I mean, he's absolutely. He is a. He's he's, he's the only doctor. He's an amazing healer. Nineteen years, I've not gone to anybody else but him. Him and Doctor Mark. Amazing. Two doctors I've gone to. Yeah. Amazing healers. So it's a great grab bag of folks. Now I will tell you, people, if you want to go, I advise that you get there before noon to kind of fill in. Your appointment, your your readings are 20 minutes, and you can get one reading uh, for 15 or two for 25, which is a yeah. huge value. And, uh, you know, the going rate for, I think, an hour for, you know, a psychic is at least, you know, a dollar a minute or higher, $2 a minute when you're seeing them one-on-one. So this is a nice way to have uh, a reading if you've never had one before or if you want to come in and, like I do, have, uh, you know, frequent check-ins to see what spirit wants to tell you. The Psychic Fair is a wonderful place to do that. And I will tell you, you're liable to catch me and a few of my friends there on Saturday and Sunday this month. I was there that last month in, on uh, the Saturday and had some beautiful readings. 
And uh, like I said, if you're out there, please say hello to me. And if you head up to the Blue Barn, please tell Gloria or myself that you did hear the interview this evening. And, you know, Gloria, all I can do is thank you for giving me this time this evening to, you know, get a little more of my questions answered about who you are and how you came to be so, uh, have so many hats. (laughs) <laughs> and I will tell you, Gloria does wear hats, so it's not it's a, in spirit and in truth. <laughs> I do love my hats. So, Gloria, on my website, you'll see. <laughs> yes, yes. So, honey, I appreciate it, Joelle, and and we're going to do some more stuff together, sweetie. You know, I, I think the community is uh, doing an uprise. Of the, there's some uh, Carol, um, Carolyn um, Mondin. She, yes. uh, her, and uh, her and Anna are talking. They're they've started another. I think it's another news station. It's it's not just with the Universal Energy, which is uh, that's um, Anna's station, but they're starting something called the Hub. And I think the Hub means um, humans. Uh, human are honor your being. Honor your being. Oh. And, um, yeah, and they're going to be doing, and they've got, like, you know, I mean, anyway, there's going to be several stations that are going to, uh, like, just like the paper was, they're just going to honor, you're going to be able to go in and just listen to uh, really uh, good news and and um, and uh, good good things, good vibes, all happening anytime that you're in your car, on your phone, you're going to be able to listen to something good. And so uh, it's it's a new it's a new market for all of us. Um, there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, there's a there's a lot of teaching. And um, the thing that when I uh, when I thought about um, when I was in that kitchen and had the voice come through and thought that an association mm-hmm. and then I realized how many people around the world are into metaphysics. I mean, I was like mm-hmm. blown away. And um, and so this here is like just knowing how much there is out there. And if we, the thing with metaphysics, metaphysics, everybody, means beyond the physical, okay? So that mm-hmm. means all the realms, all the realms, if you put your hand up, starting about right there, there's another realm of consciousness, and I always kid about right. my Jody sitting on a shelf there with her feet dangling and I'm tickling her <laughs> because that's how close she could be to me. That right. just you can't see through the veil. You have no idea. So why not? But why not right. make her as close <laughs> as I can make her? But the bottom line right. is, is that these other levels of consciousness, these other levels of consciousness, they're all going on at the same time, and there is thou- there's zillions of things to learn, and it means that all we can't do is we can't see the veil. We can't see. We just don't. We can't see it. It doesn't mean it's not there, and it doesn't mean it's not close. So bring your angels in. Bring God in every day. Talk to them. Make the other side your friend, and and, and really work on enlightening yourself and sharpening your intuition and listening to your guides because they're there talking to you all the time. That is absolutely true. 
Gloria, thank you. And to the listeners this evening, you can check out Gloria Parker at her website, and we'll see you on Saturday or Sunday at the Big Psychic Fair. Next week on the Psychic Inside Show, my guest is Carolyn Mondin, who uh, Gloria just mentioned. (laughs) And she is uh, actually, I met her at your... Yeah, I met her at your fair, had a great reading, so I'm very curious to get to know more about her. And for those of you interested, the station that she's talking about, you can go to the website, UI Media, is it UI Media app.com? Yeah, UI, uh-huh, UI Media, well, there's several. One of them that I do, the FN station that I do it um, here in Roswell, and that has an app called UI for United Intentions Media, M-E-D-I-A, apps, A-P-P dot com, and it'll come right up on your phone. Anytime there's something live going on, which there's holistic dentistry, there's all kinds of, uh, all subjects, all subjects. He's even doing a morning show from 6.30 to 9 in the morning a few days a week. It's very, very, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, all of this stuff is happening at the same time. It's just really nice. Carolyn's doing something. I'm doing stuff with Kim. I'm going to do stuff with Carolyn. I'm going to do stuff with Anna. I mean, it's like I'm doing stuff with Joelle. So we're all like, it's, there's so much to cover out there. There is no competition. There's just making sure that anybody who needs an uplifting something to hear, right. something that positive to think about, and somebody that they can get a good answer from is always very, very close to you these days. And so you guys are absolutely. All that is so invaluable. So invaluable. So please do check out uimediaapp.com. I've got it installed on my phone, and um, I've got uh, Carolyn coming up next week on the Psychic Inside show. And also I invite you to check out my YouTube channel because I do put uh, tarot readings and have live events over there that I would love for you to join me. Gloria, thank you so much, and to all of you listening, I appreciate your time and your energy, and just I wish you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold in your arms so they overflow and spill on the world around you. And the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Bye. Bye.